everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Pop Rewind Podcast, brought to you by poprewind.com. I'm Linz. And I'm Lee. Wait. Wait. Strike that. Reverse it. Uh, what are we What are we talking about? We're talking about Event Horizon. This is an unusual yeah. topic for us. We're scraping the bottom of the barrel for topics right now. No. Uh, well, we both got a There's a writer's obsessed. strike. Yeah. We both got a bit obsessed with Event Horizon for... Various reasons. You did a good job covering that. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I think Lindsay's going to give you a little bit of background on uh, maybe an issue we both have. Yes, we dub it obsession of the day. So either Lee or I or both of us will get obsessed with something for about a day or so. But we go hard. We really get into it. So recently for Lee, it was Mac Tonight, and I was obsessed with Chris Gaines, of all things. It's always something that no one really needs to be obsessed about, but we get obsessed, and it doesn't turn out well, but we never learn. Yeah, and I think you may actually be the first person in history to have ever gotten obsessed with Chris Gaines, besides Garth Brooks. Ah, it was was a dark time in my life. And his. (laughs) Yeah, that too. So anyway, there is this musician that I've liked for many, many years. Uh, his name is Cornmo, and the guy has the voice of a 70s rock star. He is just mad awesome at what he does. And he's in a band called 357 Lover, and they have a song called Event Horizon. Happens to be my favorite song on one of their records. I would listen to that thing all the time, scream it in the car. It's an amazing song. So I'm surfing one of the streaming services a couple weeks ago and event horizons on there. And I'm like, you know what? I like the song. I'll, I'll watch the movie. So you had been listening to this Cornmo song for a while now, but had never seen the film. Yeah. So I've been rocking out to that song in the car for years and I knew the whole plot of the movie basically. Yeah. Anyway, I watched this movie and it was not at all what I was expecting. I mean, I, I kind of remember when the movie came out event horizon but after I watched it, I went straight to Wikipedia to see what the deal with this movie was. And once I started diving into it, I told Lindsay, you need to get on the case and obsess over this for the day. And that's all I really needed to get obsessed with it. Uh, there's a lot of lost media aspect to it, and I love those sorts of stories. I don't necessarily enjoy Event Horizon per se, but the story behind it is what gets me. Let's give a summary of the movie, because I know not everybody's seen it, or a lot of people haven't seen it since 1997. (laughs) Uh, That's fair enough if you saw it once. Um, I don't think we're really going to be spoiling anything, so if... You know what? If you haven't seen the movie by now, you're not going to, right? So this thing's going to just... Spoiler alert this podcast yeah done 20 years later if you haven't seen it come on now that's it it's like i haven't seen ghostbusters before what they go on a building at the end of the movie and fight a ghost i wonder if there are people that exist that haven't seen ghostbusters i mean over a certain age i would think so but that draws me to an interesting question is ghost or a ghost or a demonic spirit kind of thing i don't know what gozer is what are the terror dogs Maybe it's from this gravity black hole thing on the event horizon. Whoa. Whoa. Speaking of the event horizon, so how would you describe the movie plot-wise? Uh, plot-wise, it 
Oh, boy. Buckle up. So, Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> Who you know is Cowboy Curtis from Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yes. Uh, so, he's on a rescue mission to find Event Horizon, which is the ship that had disappeared a few years prior. So, on board the rescue ship with Lawrence Fishburne is also Grant from Jurassic Park, who happened to... <laughs> That's <laughs> just ridiculous picturing that guy in anything but Jurassic Park. <laughs> He's the designer. Like, he designed Event Horizon, the ship there. So, so just to clarify, some... the ship's name is Event Horizon. And the ship is yeah. going missing. So for reasons I'm not really clear on, there's this weird contraption in it, and it generates a black hole. So the whole black hole thing kind of gave me some Stranger Thing vibes, especially when Grant from Jurassic Park takes a piece of paper and, and puts the through it. And he bites that ego in half? Yeah, it was, there's oh. a lot of ego in this movie. Yeah. Uh so the rescue crew ends up entering the ship. Weird stuff happens. Uh, the original crew is dead. It gets really gross. And it gets grosser the more you read about the lost media stuff for it. Which we'll talk so, about. So, yeah. And they determine the black hole is probably a gateway to hell or some other kind of dimension. Again, very stranger things for some reason. Egos. Uh, yeah, a lot. So many more egos in this black hole. So they're kind of determining that something creepy turned the ship into a sentient being and turned the crew against each other. It's it's bizarre. It wasn't at all what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, I basically knew it was something about space. That's it. See, I when you told me to watch Event Horizon and look it up, for some reason the picture in my head was Dennis Quaid in a submarine. No, that's wrong. I know. I don't know what movie I'm thinking of. Tweet at us. What, what movie is Dennis Quaid in a submarine? I went through his IMDb page. I couldn't find anything, so I don't know what movie I was thinking Are you of. sure it wasn't Randy Quaid? He is the more uh, eccentric of the Quaids. I mean, Event Horizon, it was a, it was a 97 film. Uh, it totally, totally bombed from what I remember. Yeah. But here's something that would interest you video gamers out there. It was directed by, what's his name? W.S. Paul Anderson. Uh, Paul W.S. Anderson, I think. Paul W.S. Anderson. Uh, we don't, I don't, we don't fact check here. No Wh- cares. Wherever the initials went, it's the guy that directed the Mortal Kombat movie. And I guess he turned down doing more Mortal Kombat movies or an Aliens movie or even X-Men to make Event Horizon. Okay. So there's this... This movie starring Cowboy Curtis and Dr. Grant, and it's directed by a guy who basically could have kick-started Hugh Jackman's career, and yeah. instead, it's Event Horizon. You know, on the other side of that black hole, he took X-Men, and it was a whole new experience for him. Yeah. I can just imagine, like, Professor X saying, get over here! Not gonna lie, would watch. Yeah, right? And Storm's all like, Fatality! And every time uh, they punch Magneto, it's like, whoopsies. <laughs> oh, boy. But talking about video games, I also found it kind of odd, and we were chatting about this earlier, that there isn't an Event Horizon video game. It kind of it came out in that period of time that it seemed like everything had a video game. Home Improvement, the TV show, had a video game. And there's not but an there Event no, Horizon video game? There were no video games and no product tie-ins or anything i'm thinking about you know independence day who was tied in with orbits and had a sega saturn game 
I have a Waterworld game for Virtual Boy. I'm sorry. Why wasn't... For your recent purchase. Was there, like, a Jaguar game for this? Not even the Jaguar. That, you know, sums up when not even the Jaguar had a game. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Okay, so that's kind of the premise of this movie. We've set set the stage for that. Um, Movie itself is all right. It was bizarre in that it didn't really seem to know what kind of movie it was. Yeah, like scary or silly or Hellraiser or... Very Hellraiser, but then it also wanted to be a sci-fi space film. I, I don't know what it was going for. There was a wacky comic relief guy. Sort of. Who is like the one guy that survived, from what I remember, right? No. Oh. Really? Did he survive? I don't know. I think because there were three at the end. I thought there were two. So the movie made quite an impact on us as a film. <laughs> but where it gets really interesting is... As they go through the ship, they keep finding excuses to see footage of the previous crew of the ship. And the way it's presented in the movie is, let's say the whole clip is five seconds long. It's filled with hundreds of quick shots of things you can't even quite make out, but you can tell they're very brutal. And it's like, okay, what's up with this? And yeah, you're pretty much watching second clips of snuff films. Yeah, like really, really beyond messed up. That kind of got to me. I had some pretty messed up dreams the night I saw Event Horizon. I haven't slept in a few weeks, possibly because I saw Event Horizon. And frankly, I've been stuck in a black hole since I saw Event Horizon. Uh, so has many of these people's careers. Yeah. The movie was like... It was it was equally good and horrible. Like I watched it and I kept making jokes. You know that part in Jurassic Park three where Grant is having a dream and the dinosaur talks to him and the dinosaur is like Ellen. So like every time he turned the corner, I would be Ellen. <laughs> He'd like walk into the room, Ellen. <laughs> so anyway, these these brutal clips throughout the movie i was interested usually when i see a movie that leaves me with questions i go on wikipedia to see if maybe i just missed something when i got up to get a snack or whatever and so i went straight to wikipedia after this movie and i started reading more and more about some really messed up things in the production process of event horizon and that's when i told Lindsay get on the case there is a lot of footage that has gone missing And that's the kind of stuff I love. But judging from some of the descriptions, I'm not so sure I want to see it. But at the same time, if it ever shows up, I'm going to see it. This movie, I think it was like an hour and a half on the dot. But there was was originally like a two hour something cut of this thing, which basically means these gore scenes were just extended out. And somehow Lindsay found uh, a website that has stills from them. So I'm just going to scroll down and describe some of these images to you that you only see as quick flashes in the film, but one by one when they're viewed, they are horrifying. Um, There's a guy with a creepy messed up face standing in front of some glass or some ice, and he has cuts all over him. How about this guy hanging from the ceiling with his guts wide open and they're falling out all over a table? I love anyone eating their lunch at work, listening to our podcast, trying not to have nightmares. This is 
Yeah, this I told is great you. for them. I've been having a lot of nightmares because of this movie. I mean, there's there's a scene where they're looking at this footage and, you know, the the original crew is just having sex with each other and trying to kill each other. And it, it's just very gruesome. It was much longer in the original cut. And they were using real life amputees and they hired porn actors to make things more graphic. Yeah. So which goes all the way. Yeah. I'm no prude, but I kind of commend them for that kind of stuff. But at the same time, is it a little too much for a big budget studio movie? Would you even be able to get away with that kind of stuff in any other situation? You know, you touched on something that I remember reading about on the Wikipedia is that this was meant to be like the hit movie of the summer when it was made, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's why they had a very shortened production time so they could hit the release date that the studios wanted to hit. So basically it was it was lined up to be like the movie that we were all going to see in 97 and they cut 10 weeks of post-production down to I think 4 weeks. And that's yeah. Like everything. That's putting the movie together, all the sound, the special effects and such. So well, that- I think uh the director had four weeks to edit. It was supposed to be six, but then it got down to four because he still had to shoot a bunch of scenes. Yeah. So it was just a mess of a production. Um, what ended up becoming the big movie of 97? Do you remember? Was it, was it, I want to say Titanic. We don't fact check. Let's see. Yeah. I think this was supposed to be the competition to Titanic that year, wasn't it? I'm just Googling 1997 biggest movies. Yeah, Titanic is up there. Yeah. So your options were to go see this love story on a ship that sinks or go see this gore story on a ship that implodes. (laughs) It's very romantic. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just going through here. Some of the other images, uh, there's a close-up of a woman with barbed wire digging into her face. And, yeah, you see all that detail of it. Um, there's people impaled upon giant spikes, uh, more eyeballs flying out of a face. Here's one where, uh, a topless lady is impaled upon a spike and maggots are crawling all over her blood soaked body. Yeah. That's the one that really gets to me. Um, it, it gets worse from there to be honest with you. Those aren't even the worst of them. It's pretty gruesome. Yeah. I would say they've. They definitely set out to make the most gruesome things ever. And then they didn't really end up in the movie. There are a couple. I think there's four scenes that showed up on YouTube. They don't have sound, but you can see some extended versions of the really gory scenes. But a lot of the footage was lost because the studio figured they don't really need it. It's a bomb. Like They're they're not going to do anything with it. So they got rid of it. But some was found. Some of the lost footage was found in a Transylvanian salt mine. What? No, but okay. they had to. Wait, what? Yeah, it. According to the lost media page, some footage was found in a Transylvanian salt mine. So some dude which, just went to work in the salt mine that day, and he's like, "What's this box labeled <laughs> Event Horizon?" How it ended up there, of all places. I mean, it kind of goes with the weirdness of the film and everything surrounding it. I, I like it. Yeah, that's I, a good touch. <laughs> That alone is the story. Why aren't we just doing a podcast on things found in a Transylvania salt mine? I wonder if there's a list somewhere. But it was reported in 2012 that Anderson, the director, had discovered a VHS tape of the original cut. 
and with some work it could be made to function for the director's cut but nothing has been it's been five years nothing has been heard from him again not to mention it's like a vhs that he found that's 20 years old i'm sure it looks great yeah even if you do some work on it it's not it's not going to be up there yeah i mean basically if if you're if you're around our age you know somewhere in that 30 spectrum um you probably grew up watching Pee-wee's Playhouse. And you just imagine Cowboy Curtis fighting this extra gory stuff in space? I mean, I was waiting for the king of cartoons to show up, and instead I'm treated to this guy ripping his own eyeballs out. That is the kind of messed up stuff we're talking about in Event Horizon. And neither of us are... I think it's fair to say neither of us are particularly, uh, you know horror movie really, fans or yeah you know I don't, I don't you know i like a good horror movie once in a while but i'm not deep into them i enjoy the b horror movies um totally was not expecting the level of gore i mean in test audiences and this is one of the reasons they cut a lot of the gore footage people were fainting <laughs> i could see that i could see that i definitely did not fall asleep watching this movie yeah I put it on actually as like background filler while I was doing chores and it kind of consumed me. Wow. Yeah. No, I sat down with some popcorn and then Barfed luckily I, f- I finished the popcorn before it got too gross. <laughs> oh my gosh. But not all of the scenes were super gory that were cut. There's one in particular that I'd be interested in seeing because you don't really get much explanation for it in the film is when the guy, uh, I think his name is Justin, he enters the black hole. Oh, really? He's kind of like, he, he was the one poking at it, yeah. and then he gets sucked in, and then he's kind of comatose after that. But I guess there was a scene with a stronger explanation for him entering the black hole. And the black hole is equated by the characters as being some kind of portal beyond the known dimension and possibly into hell, but then they're not really clear on if it's even that, or if the ship has become possessed. Now, I've, I've talked to people about Event Horizon now, and... And the, the, the thought is that Dr. Weir, Grant from Jurassic Park, did not create Event Horizon. Event Horizon created him to fulfill Event Horizon's destiny. Whoa. I, I like that. I do like that explanation. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what did you think of the movie overall? You know, we mentioned before that neither of us really know if we liked it or not. I don't know if my life would be better or worse from having seen it. Fewer nightmares. But... The, the lost media aspect really gets me, and I'm really interested in seeing more. Uh, I was reading an article where this guy bought a couple drafts of the script. Oh, wow. In a salt mine? I wish <laughs> I wish he would put them online. In the article, he just kind of goes over it real quick, saying, oh, no, the, the version we saw is going to be the best. It really cuts out a lot of the, well, the gore and the stuff that we don't really need to see or that doesn't really drive the story forward, which it probably does, but at the same time, I want to see it and I want to read about it. Yeah, there's a lot going on in terms of lost media with Event Horizon. I look forward to 2047 so we can do a seven things Event Horizon got right slash wrong about 2047 article. Yeah, and so I'm looking forward to black holes that can power a spaceship. Oh, yeah. A complete lack of product placement, even though this movie had a giant budget. Yeah, and they're, when they first board the Event Horizon, there's this water bottle going around. I'm like, is that Dasani? Like, what is this? But there's no label yeah. that you can really see. Wait, there should have been a Coke can. They're still going to be using water bottles in 2047? 
Maybe. I thought we were all going to have like those beer helmets by then. But in space? How would that work? Well, that's the thing, too. You could have got like Budweiser and the beer helmet kind of spiraling through. That would have made that movie so much better if Doritos were just (laughs) flying everywhere. You know, I couldn't tell if I liked this movie either. I'll say it kind of shook me up for the next few days. And more so the story behind making the movie and all these things that went missing from the movie than the movie itself. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think I was particularly scared by the movie Event Horizon or anything. But there was definitely a sense of that's not the complete story and i think getting that unknown in the back of my mind was like that's a much scarier movie than what i saw and then that started to kind of haunt me a bit there is a making of featurette on youtube it's in english but it has german subtitles for some reason uh didn't really explain too too much but there there were a couple interesting why there are german subtitles yeah (laughs) no explanation for that (laughs) after everything do you recommend our listeners watch this movie? I think I'm going to say yes. And I don't think I'm saying it in a way I would be like, oh, you have to see Ghostbusters. It's like, you know, it's great. And it, it's this is more of like, I just want somebody else to talk about this movie with. And I roped you into it somehow. I think the more people that watch it will get different views, like your your pal that mentioned the Event Horizon created Weir. Yeah. I want more theories like that. I need that in my life. So if you have a weird theory, please tweet at us. A weird theory? <laughs> weird. Weird theory. Weird. Alan. <laughs> so this was definitely one of the stranger episodes we've done here on the Pop Rewind podcast, but I just had to talk about Event Horizon. I had to get it off my chest, out of my mind, and somewhere in deep space. So I guess this is kind of the culmination of our Event Horizon obsession of the day. What do you think will be next for our next obsession of the day? Well, you know, I've been trying to figure that out, uh, exactly what that means and, and where things are going and... I guess one might say I have a bit of an obsession with ecto-cooler. In fact, I went to a store the other day and I bought 74 delicious cans of this stuff. Oh, man. Tastes even better when you just brushed your teeth. Oh, delicious. Mm -hmm. Nothing like oranges after you brush your teeth. So do do you legit like ecto-cooler or have you just grown accustomed to it at this point since you've ingested about 600 cans of the stuff? Um, I think... I'm going to have some problems when I can't find any more cans of it. I mean, now that you have it, it would be a good time to come up with a recipe or find a different product that tastes similar to it while it's still fresh on your palate. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't think I'll live to see the end of these 74 cans. It's a lot of sugar, so you might not. (laughs) What about you? What's been your obsession? Baby metal? Are you obsessed with baby metal? I am not. I like the little Mario Maker costume, though. I don't... See, I, I think I'm in limbo now. I'm I'm between obsession of the days. I need something to obsess over. Ooh. I got kind of obsessed with the Titanic last week. Yeah, I don't think that's going to do it for me. I do... I hope... Okay, so I guess this can kind of go into our recommendations. Uh, if you're into Lost Media, check out the Lost Media Wiki. And another one, which I think is going to hopefully update soon so i can be obsessed with something is nintendoplayer.com oh that's a great site 
But he hasn't updated in months. Whatever. Usually when There's he posts something, I... It's awesome. Oh, yeah. No, definitely check it out. But when he posts something new, I'm like, that's a great thing to get obsessed over for today. Yeah, it's basically this his guy has all these interesting articles about uh, the history of Nintendo. Particularly... A lot of prototypes, too. A lot of prototypes, a lot of insider stories. It's very fun to read. Yeah, and if you need the prototype for Monster Party, he's got it. How about you? What are your obsessions of the day besides Ecto? Uh, yeah, besides Ecto, uh, you know, I've been reading one of those boss fight books uh, lately, the Mega Man 3 book, and that's actually been a very good read. Oh, nice. Yeah, it sort of goes back and forth between elements of the game and remembering what it was like to play the game the first time around, and then again when you kind of rediscover it in your 20s, and it's a good read so far. All right. Yeah. Pop Rewind Book Club, very good. Oh, shoot, we don't have a poll. Yeah. What's your favorite role Grant has been in, the Sega Genesis game or Event Horizon? I'm going to go with the Sega Genesis game. I felt like his performance was really undeniably good at six frames per second. I mean, <laughs> that animation when he turns around and picks up his hat, wow. Wow, that is almost as lifelike as his performance in Event Horizon. I did enjoy playing him, but I usually played the dinosaur in Jurassic Park because I like the little animation of it eating the little chicken wing. Oh, I And that you could eat the little baby dinosaurs. I'm a monster. Anyway, but, you know, I'll go with Event Horizon. I think he really, he expanded his acting repertoire. I'll say I think maybe he has the best approach to acting in Event Horizon because I think maybe even some of the cast members weren't totally clear on what direction this movie was going. And it clearly yeah. goes the direction he's going. So whatever he was doing, he was pushing the movie toward a certain direction. I mean, he was he's kind of off kilter. I don't know about in real life. He's probably a fine gentleman. But in the movie, he probably from the eats beginning, cereal he, every day. Yeah, <laughs> there was something off kilter. All right. So if you enjoy Grant in the Sega Genesis game, be sure to tweet us at Pop Rewind online with hashtag Team Lee. If you are into Event Horizon and all the weird crap that goes on there with Grant, you know, hit me up at hashtag Team Lens. So basically everybody's gonna be like, oh, I never saw Event Horizon. Oh, I remember that Jurassic Park game, Team Lee. Basically. Yeah. But if you have a weird fan theory or just anything to say about Event Horizon, tweet at us. We want to know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can get a hold of us in other places besides just tweeting. Can we? Yeah. In fact. Interesting. We have the following. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Snapchat sometimes that I forget to go on. Uh, and a whole website at www.poprewine.com. You know, I don't think we promote the website enough on this. What's the name no. of it? Uh, I believe it was poprewine.com. One thing about this show is that I think maybe there are a lot of people who aren't aware that it started as a website, and, you know, the website's still there. Uh, Lindsay updates it more than I do, but there is still lots of very interesting content, and I think maybe we should work on a creative way to port some of that, in true video game style, port some of our articles into the podcast, so maybe a segment at the end of the show or something. But not like Pac-Man style. It's going to be good. No, we're talking like if we let Atari make these ports, what would they be like in the podcast? Well, the last thing that I had posted was that in an alternate universe, Back to the Future was not Lee's favorite movie. It's my favorite movie. <laughs> so I guess if you go into this black hole, 
Corey Hart, my love, my... Well, if you see the article, you see some photos of uh, letters I had written my best friend just obsessing over Corey Hart. Corey in 1997, I'll point out. So I was just obsessed with Corey Hart. And I'd come across this video where Corey Hart was talking about how he was offered an opportunity to audition for the role of Marty McFly. Was Matthew Broderick also in that short list? Oh, was he? I think Ooh, so. I don't like that. Somewhere I have a book that mentions all the alternate choices for Marty McFly at the time. But I had no idea Corey Hart was in the running. Well, not really in the running, but he was offered a chance and he turned it down because he wanted to concentrate on his music, which is great because if he did Back to the Future, we wouldn't have had 1985's Boy in the Box album, which is my favorite. Or really a good Back to the Future movie. That too. See, I he would have played it darker. It would have been like Eric Stoltz, I think. Yeah. It would have been like, oh, e, oh, hang, doc. Wait, don't He's not a doc. new kid. Oh, I thought Corey Hart was a new kid. No way. Who's Corey Hart then? Well, you probably know sunglasses at night. Lost Boys? What? Oh, that's Corey Haim. I don't think I know who Corey Hart is. <laughs> oh my god, I can tell I'm breaking yours. The look <laughs> on your face. Wow, okay, we're going to have to have some education for you after this. I, th I thought it was the guy from uh, New Kids Wait, on the Block. Wait, you seriously don't know the song Sunglasses at Night? Is this a Canadian thing? He is Canadian, but uh, I mean, well, that's that explains huge. it. And thanks for listening to this episode <laughs> of the Poppy <laughs> Podcast. No, you would know sunglasses at night. No. I wear my sunglasses at night. Oh, well, now that you've sung it like that, I totally know the song. Well, I'm not going to sing it, sing it, because I cannot sing. It's like, like saying, I can't sing along with the Brady Bunch theme, so I'm just going to like say the words. Like, There's a story of this fellow, and one time he met this very special lady with hair of yellow. But I'm so bad at singing that it would... It wouldn't help anything. You would never guess what the tune is. As opposed to just restating what the title of the song is twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I can't believe you thought Corey Hart was in Oh man, what is happening? Well all right. it all lined up to me. I always assumed it was that Corey. There's no Corey in Duke is on the block. Oh my god. Wait, what? Oh my god, are you serious? I always thought Corey was your favorite member of New Kids on the Block. That's Jonathan. <sighs> I thought Corey Hart was the reason you liked New Kids on the Block. You for sure know sunglasses at night. It sounds like sweet dreams. Yeah, I can cut it with the... It's pretty much on every 80s greatest hits decade kind of compilations that you would ever see. He looks like somewhere between Mulder and Val Kilmer. Oh, yeah. No, there's a reason why I like the X-Files so much. You know what? New poll. Scrap that other one. <laughs> Team Linz, if you know who Corey Hart is. Team Lee, if you're thinking he's in a boy band or New Kids on the Block. How is that not the Corey from New Kids on the Block? Because there's no <laughs> Corey in New Kids on the Block. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought he was a little bit better, better in that Sega game, Corey Hart Moonwalker. You remember that one? Oh my god. <laughs> wow, I was way off on this one. 
All right, you know what? The time has come. I'm going to do this. It's been a long time coming. All right, we have a few minutes to fill at the end of this podcast. I was going through my records uh, a few weeks ago, and I saw I had the Eurythmics album that had Sweet Dreams or Made of This on there. Um, I just want to... I want to question why so many people like this song. Now, I know you're thinking, oh, the video's cool. Take the video out of the equation. Pull up the lyrics online. There is, like, nothing to this song. So... So you're insulting a best-selling hit single while you were just going on about how much you liked a Cornmo song about Event Horizon, a 1997 movie no one saw. Yeah. Okay, just so we're clear. <laughs> well, because uh, I'm an objective critic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me read the lyrics to you and you tell me how boring they are. Sweet dreams are made of this. Who am I to disagree? I travel the world and the seven seas. Everybody's looking for something. Some of them want to use you. Some of them want to get used by you. Some of them want to abuse you. Some of them want to be abused. Sweet dreams are made of this. Who am I to disagree? I travel the world and the seven seas. Everybody's looking for something. Maybe it's made to lull you into a sweet dream. Hold your head up. Keep your head up. Moving on. Hold your head up. Moving on. Keep your head up. Moving on. Hold your head up. Keep your head up. Moving on. Hold your head up. Moving on. Keep your head up. Moving on. I feel like the way they alternate the words keep and hold really says something about the poetic justice within the lyrics of this song. Like, had they not done that, I don't know that this song would have worked for me. But I'm so glad they alternated the words keep and hold so it didn't get too repetitive there. Wow, you're really giving it to this 30-year-old song. (laughs) He's the angry old song nerd. (laughs) And then the song just repeats the sweet dreams are made of this part four more times this is an awful song (laughs) like i don't want anybody to tell me green acres is not gold next to sweet dreams are made of this not to mention the lyrics are written as this the song is called this but you hear it and it sure sounds like she's saying these because you know it rhymes with disagree so what do you think of other eurythmics songs oh wait they had another song here comes the rain again. Is that Canadian? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Poll time. Seriously. Okay. Are the lyrics to Sweet Dreams good? Team Lynn's apparently. <laughs> or are they redundant nonsense? Team Lee. If you want to be right, I- vote hashtag Team Lee on Twitter or Instagram. You know what? I'm not, I'm not going to judge. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll put up. A, I usually do a little graphic for us on Instagram when the podcast goes up. So, yeah, feel free to feel free to use some images from Event Horizon. It'll be really graphic. Ooh. OK, yeah, maybe I won't use those ones. We're going to get banned by Instagram. 
for posting snuff videos. <laughs> it'll be the woman with maggots all over her body, and it'll say, sweet dreams, yes or no. <laughs> 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 Gotta tell you, I haven't had sweet dreams since I saw this movie. Well, there goes all our followers. So if this podcast has inspired you to see the movie Event Horizon, and you do, definitely let us know and vote if it was worth watching or not. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Pop Rewind podcast. I've been Lee. And I've been Linz. Later. Bye. Poprewind.com.